everybody. Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you for joining us on this Monday, June 20th, and it is time because summer starts this afternoon to do the State of Star Wars Spring 2022 edition. Uh, we check in quarterly every season on our thoughts on the state of Star Wars. We don't pre-plan this. We don't talk about points ahead of time. We just open it up and have a chat and see what we get into. Uh, there's obviously a lot to talk about in terms of content coming out as we uh, speak um, with Obi-Wan Kenobi, new episodes. Uh, but of course, what's ahead with Andor and a lot of stuff off the heels of Celebration. So a lot to get into, a lot different from our perspective when we did our winter version in early March. So I'm excited to uh, get into that with James and Lacey, as always. Uh, how are you guys doing? Uh, we are back on our Monday show, but it's a discussion show. We're not really talking about news. I feel like there hasn't been a ton of news besides like, you know, another interview with Hayden Christensen where he talks about how much he likes playing Darth Vader. Or Taika. Yeah, or Taika's like, still he's like, typing still away. writing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the Kermit the Frog gif that everyone always uses or Bruce Almighty. Just type, 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 type. Um, <laughs> though, though I will say the one thing about Taika's, which was interesting, which maybe we could just touch on to get things warmed up here is, um, mm-hmm. what'd you guys think about him saying like, yeah, I'm going to do all new stuff, all new. And we've heard them say that before with these Love directors, it. but do you think it's really going to happen? And do you think there's going to be no connection to anything familiar on a big level? Like you may see a droids that are familiar stormtroopers, but I'm saying mm-hmm. new, new. I think I think he's being honest with that about it being all new. He had even gone as far as to say, like, you know, by keeping it in the Skywalker family, it seems really small and it should be a big universe. So I believe him when he's saying it's going to be all new. And I think that he wants it to be his own thing. That's just like who he is. He takes everything that he does and like puts his own spin on it, no matter mm-hmm. whether it's something brand new from his own brain or Thor, which was completely different from the Dark World, which came before it. Um, and I'm excited, excited to see what he comes up with, honestly. Yeah. As you guys know, he was my choice for a director, so. Why are you doing this thing where you're pretending you predicted everything <laughs> that you didn't? What is this? First of all, I didn't predict that. That was my choice. We made choices for directors. I chose two directors, Patty Jenkins yeah, but you and do, Taika. You do the low-hanging fruit. Like, you pick the... And, and that like, might be true, John, but I was still... Oh, my God, Lacey, like, should buy lotto tickets. Like, get out of here. <laughs> John gets so mad when I'm right. Well, take a swing, right. will you? So every, <laughs> every once in a while when I'm right... He doesn't like it. Like, predict the end of a movie. For you got once. Ray Skywalker. Why don't you sit down, okay? Pre- pre- you got that right. Predict the, yeah, predict the end of a movie. You got Avengers, whatever, right? I predicted Endgame. Captain yeah. America, which also I hated. You hated Endgame? No, I didn't hate that. I hated Ray Skywalker. I didn't hate Captain America. Oh, I love Ray Skywalker so much. Can't wait till she comes back. I know you do. Uh, James, what do you think? Taika, all new? You digging that? Lacey's right. How are you digging that? Um, yeah, I, I think it's true. I think that he, if he's given the opportunity, he's going to really go for it. The weird thing to me is that I remember having so many conversations about what that meant when Ryan Johnson said it. And now that Tyka's saying it, it feels like a little old hat. Like we've already had that conversation. <laughs> but it is interesting to kind of re-go back and think about what that means. Like when he says all new, so... I mean, Ryan's saying that, good point, James. Ryan's saying that uh, 
He brought back like flashbacks, which we had never gotten before, force bonds, which we have never gotten before. So I guess the question is, is it like new to Star Wars or new, new, like never? Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, so it's like, so it's like, okay, reusing Luke Skywalker in your show. Okay. Well, that's reusing a character. I'm having all new characters. Well, they're still going to use the force. They're Mm, still going to be blasters. They're still Mm going to be hyperspace lightsaber no i'm saying you know, characters like, though like the, just brand new no, people I know, but i but i remember us toying that line when ryan johnson said it and we were like well they could uh embrace something but not call it the force you know mm-hmm, we were mm-hmm. we were toying around with a lot of those different ideas i'm not saying that was the best one but i'm saying like how far can you get from star wars and and make it all new while still clearly being Star Wars. Like what elements have to be there? So this is an interesting discussion back in the day. But um, I I mean I don't know really where we're at right now. To me, when he says that, I just go cool new era, whatever. It's obviously still going <laughs> to reference a ton of Star Wars stuff. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Um, I don't take it as far as I did when Ryan Johnson <clears throat> said it. You know, not that they have different. You know, but I think it's just time enough time has passed where I'm like, I think I get what Lucasfilm's putting down by this point. <laughs> yeah, and Ryan Johnson recently with the glass onion reveal and knives out mystery. It's a trilogy, right? Well, he didn't say that. He just like eventually we're gonna get No, I I think Netflix signed him for two. And then they'll probably sign him for more if he wants, you know, because I, I mean, think it's going to be. They got money. Yeah. Well, kind of, not really. But he said, they like, they have money. <laughs> eventually, when we make enough of these, I can drop the knives out moniker. So it sounds like he's not anywhere close to finishing these. So. And why would you be? Like, they, his first one was so. Honestly, good. for his well being, he, he shouldn't come back to Star Wars. He's doing great. So. <laughs> I love those movies. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. Um, but Me too. We do. Uh, we will talk about the state of Star Wars. So we kind of already touching on it here, getting things warmed up. But before we start, mm-hmm. though, there's two things. One, congratulations. If you're an audio listener, you're not seeing this. But congratulations to Lacey for moving <laughs> her location in her house. It looks the same. So you did a really good job of the continuity preservation. Congratulations. Yeah. And just like every item is exactly the same. Yeah. Same setup. Great uh, job. Same lighting. Uh, same desk, same everything because I didn't move. Right. <laughs> there were so many comments, by the way. On You're last in a week's different ep- room. You just set it up exactly the same. Nah. I, <laughs> I feel like, okay, first of all, last week when I made that comment, like I'm definitely moving, I really was going to move. And then my sister came to visit and that just threw everything out the window. That being said, I know that's an excuse. Uh, the comments were hilarious because there were at least five comments of people being like, or tweeting at me being like, you're not moving. Why are you even saying this? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that Two, When I do move, you're going to know because it's a literally a completely different space. Mm. But the good news is, mm. is that I've been reworking my whole setup. So it's going to be really even cooler than I thought it was. going to Oh, look forward to that. Um, John's going to be jealous when I officially make the move and he's going to be like, wow, Lacey, it was worth the wait. Kidding me? This is like, like, thank you, John. You're so right. It was worth the wait. I'm so glad I did this and like took my time and like really thought about it. 
Look at my setup. This is class, okay? This is pure class. Wasn't that conversation between John and I just so wonderful? It's such a pleasant interaction. Well, James has, yeah. uh, has increased his with the lighting and stuff like that. I have to get some lighting. I think some like I have lights. Yeah. It's gonna be epic. Yeah, I need guys. to get some lights. I also want to get a better camera. We'll see what happens. But uh, before we do move on, um, maybe so that I can get a better camera. Jacked fish shirts available now at store.resistancebroadcast.com. <laughs> Uh, flying off the shelves. Thank you to everybody who has already picked one up, whether it's a tank top. It is summer season. Sun's out. Gun's out. Jacked fish season is here. Get your jacked fish like tank John's top. It looks like John's campaigning worked. Someone needs to go back and cut every time he says jacked fish out of our, our episodes into a super cut. <laughs> you're sending them to... You're giving them a death sentence. And James James uh, <laughs> took my dream and, and made the design. And... And he now he now lives. Jacked fish lives forever. There's always a bigger fish unless you're jacked fish. Then you're the biggest fish. And he could be yours. So go to store.resistancebroadcast.com. And James is like, thank you. I don't have to be asked about this anymore. Pick up your jacked fish shirt. <laughs> yeah. um, no. I, I, think it, I think it's sticking around. We'll see what we'll do with it. Hmm. Yeah, it's permanent forever. So uh, <laughs> before we get into our discussion, we're going to start things off a little differently this week. So Lacey, what are we doing? First of all, do you realize that that Jack Fisher is more real than my move in my house at this point? Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's a real shirt. Anyway, I own one. Guys, <laughs> guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe, be ready for when I make that move. You can follow us on audio platforms like Patreon or Spotify. Uh, please give us a rating five stars if you really like us but like let us know what you think about the episodes it helps us gives us feedback improves lets people find us that kind of thing you can follow us on twitter at rbatswnn or on instagram at the resistance broadcast so if you want more than that and you want to be a part of the trb community past the episodes in the comment section and want to be a part of our base and our community where you get exclusive episodes discord servers and much much more you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast starting at two dollars a month that's it two dollars you're saying that you want to be a part of the resistance and you want to support what we're doing here in our dream to talk about star wars and create cool videos for you guys so we have a really great place I'm not just saying that like these people are really, really awesome. And we just saw them a bunch of them at celebration and we're going to see a bunch of them next year and we see them all over the place. But it's really, really cool. And if you like talking Star Wars, this is the place for you. So to be a part of the show, you have to be a general or spice runner or you can also submit stuff if you want to do it at the five dollar level or higher. But that being said, generals or spice runners get to be a part of the show. And before we do that, I want to say thank you to those people. So thank you to our generals, Carmelo, John Reese. Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Chris White, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Samuel Zelke, who's one of our new generals. Welcome, Sam. And Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much. And our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, and Jeremy Myers. Thanks for keeping it spicy. So this week, we have another new general, which is always super exciting when we get to see someone and hear from them for the first time. We have Samuel from Australia, which is really cool. So did I botch his name on our live show? I said Zilk. (laughs) Yours sounds like it makes more sense. You probably... 
You probably said it right. I probably said it wrong. So, Sam, welcome to the club. I probably said your name wrong. I apologize. Leave in the comments how we probably say it. Um, but we're really excited to have you here. So his question was, there have been many rumors as to who will play Thrawn in a live action from Pierce Brosnan do the Star Wars Celebration mural. Do you guys remember that? Yes. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lars Mikkelsen, who's the voice in Rebels, among other fan casts. But if you had the power, Sam, what actor would you cast to play Grand Admiral Thrawn in the live action and why? We also asked him this because his favorite character is Thrawn. So Sam, Samuel, take it away. What's up, John James and Lacey? What's up, TRB? Now, live action Thrawn. Um, now, obviously, it's going to be important to have someone look the part um, and have that screen presence. But I think Thrawn is a very special character, um, and you need someone who's going to, and is more important, to also sound the part, um, having that confidence, sounding smarter um, than everyone else in the universe, um, being 10 moves ahead, but also at the same time, kind of scaring people and being very cold and calculating. Um, and for me, because he did an amazing job in Rebels, Lars Mikkelsen, um, and also being an audiobook guy and being used to um, Mark Thompson, um, I never could pick up on the difference between Mark Thompson and Lars Mikkelsen. Um, but yeah, that's who I would, uh, would pick to be Grand Admiral Thrawn in uh, live action. But yeah, thank you for having me, guys. Um, and have a great show. Nicely done. Awesome job for the first time. You're a natural. John, what'd you think? So it's interesting because he must have been so excited. Because I look, I look, seeing your backgrounds. I love doing that, Sam. And mm -hmm. you have a lot of Mando stuff. So you must have been just completely just jacked, like Jack Fish when <laughs> Ahsoka brought up. I thought Thrawn. we were over this as soon as the shirt came out. <laughs> In. Mandalorian you must be like oh my god I love Mandalorian already and now they're talking about my mm. favorite character so I, I, I want to hit you you need to tell me what your reaction was when you heard Ahsoka say your boss Grand Admiral Thrawn um, very curious to hear how you felt when that happened but your answer uh, it sounds like you like continuity um, you feel like Lars Mikkelsen is the guy I thought we read a report recently that he said he wasn't doing it or they said he wasn't doing it I could be making that up but I don't remember that I actually remember a report that said Pierce Brosnan was doing it. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think Lars Mikkelsen is a fine pick. Um, mine has always been Michael Fassbender, um, but I can't argue with your pick. You did a great job, and uh, I appreciate, uh, you know, the kind words and, and all that, and, and you just signing up and, and knocking it out of the park. You just became, you just you just signed up, and you're like, pod race time, let's go, and Here you did go. it, man. So, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Great job. James, I agree. Great pod race, great pick. Um, it's kind of one of those things. I was having the conversation with somebody recently, and I said, "Is it like given?" I don't know if it was exactly these choices. I think it was more just like we were talking general, like Jude Law or someone, or whatever, who whoever was going to be thrown. And I brought up the Lars um, angle of like that's his voice, and we kind of had this interesting discussion about. Is it more important to nail a look or the voice? And I thought for a lot of cases, it probably would be the look. But to me, Thrawn is so synonymous with the way he's delivered in Rebels. And then also in all of the, like five, six books, you know, that have been done. Um, granted, that's a different person reading, but they're obviously mimicking that voice that, you know, that mm -hmm. was set forth with Rebels. Mm -hmm. um so it's 
to me, that voice is Thrawn, and I've yet to really see him in live action. And at the end of the day, they could just kind of pull like a Grand Inquisitor and he could look a little different and I'd get used to it or whatever. But like that delivery is so important that I'm kind of leaning towards Lars as well. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. That's a, It's a good pick. It, it makes a lot of sense. I, I think I'm with you. Samuel, great job. I love the Grogu. Uh, I got to get mine back in my background. I don't know where he is. He's somewhere. He's on a trip. <laughs> He's traveling the galaxy with Mando. Um, but yeah, I loved your pick with Thrawn. I think that's honestly one of the first things people think of because they just know the voice kind of like with Ahsoka. But hopefully whoever does get chosen to be Thrawn is someone that you really enjoy because I think that that story that's about to be told is I know James was super pumped when he got mentioned in that episode of Mando so I can only imagine uh, how you feel if your favorite character is Thrawn Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah thanks for being a part of the resistance we're excited to have you and get to know you Um, and now we're going to head to John for the discussion Obi-Wan once thought as you do all right as we teased at the top the state of Star Wars we're checking in uh, we usually do this about four times a year. Um, now that we are after celebration, uh, we may have different perspectives. And of course, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi almost finished. So let's just hop into it right now. Um, I think the state of Star Wars is in two different like camps. Um, and as much as I'm loving... And I think this is going to be a, a more of a positive discussion than one, the one we had in March. But... I feel like Do you as remember much as two I'm, years ago when Kathleen was like, we need to take a breath. Yeah, last <laughs> fall. Um, <laughs> so as much as I'm loving uh, all the live action TV in the last episode of Kenobi, I gave it 9.5. Absolutely loved it from start to finish. I thought it was brilliant. I thought everything about it was great. And I didn't even bring up on Wednesday. I feel like the music took a, a step up in that uh, episode too. I'm really starting to miss the grand spectacle and big budget, fat, heavy Star Wars theatrical movie um, already. And I know it's only been three years, but there was a time where they were like, we're going to do one Star Wars movie a year and stuff. And maybe that was too much, but I feel like that appetite is creeping back. And I like that we're getting this live action stuff um, because it's very good. But you can tell that it's not the biggest budget and they're making cuts where they need to using the volume of course is a big help i just missed those movies that's where i'm starting james what do you think i mean i don't disagree with that john are you okay (laughs) john's got a sickness and the only cure is more star wars movies yeah yeah i hope that's it (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm a, I am a little under the weather, so this is a hero podcast for me. So I want to thank everybody for all your support for me being a hero tonight. Thank you. Oh okay. my god! <laughs> um, oh my god! What? That might have been the dumbest thing you've ever said on the show. Go ahead, James. I had a tickle in my throat. I could uh, not stop. It was just like, John. <clears throat> John, you want to give everybody your Venmo so they could just send you. Kitty bunny. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I, I, it, it is a toss up because it has always been that, that riding the line of like, 
do you want Star Wars all the time? No, let's make it special. And then it's like writing a really long time with no Star Wars and everybody's like, just give me more Star Wars, you know? <laughs> it's like, there's no winning. And I think like we kind of have made, like we've come to the conclusion that Disney is putting TV forward and they're going mm-hmm. TV forward <clears throat> for a while. Now mm-hmm. we're starting to see a little bit of the ramifications of that. We're like, man, this is awesome. It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. We're getting animated shows. We're getting live action shows. This is crazy. But then there's always that like other angle where it's like, but what's going on with the movies? And it's noticeably kind of missing. Um, so I think we are getting to that point now where we're starting to get a little hungry. But I think they're going to starve us a little. I think we're it's going to go a little bit further than we like. I don't think they're going to give us give it to us right at the right time because the the right time would be probably the end of this year or maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's possible, but mm-hmm. I am almost eyeing that. Well, what's on the schedule? We should know that, right? Yeah. The official right now is 2024. 2023, and it's not going to happen. Oh, okay. All right. So 2023. So it is on the slate for next year, but it's not going to happen because it was Rogue One. And, well, Rogue One so now. Rogue Squadron got pushed aside and Kathleen Kennedy said the next movie is going to be Taika's and he's still talking about still writing s- story. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that- every time I hear him talking about writing it, <clears throat> I just think of that, that meme of S- SpongeBob with the pencil and he's like, din, 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 yeah. and it's like zooming in and then he just writes the <laughs> yeah i you know i haven't it's watched very similarly SpongeBob doug yeah. yeah doug did you ever watch doug yeah <laughs> he had to write a report on silt and everything and every time he looked at his paper it said silt is yeah <laughs> that's, that's all he could get down you know for perspective I, oh go ahead, yeah, Lacey, go ahead i'm Jen. sorry i was just, i was just gonna say that i i didn't think that i would miss movies because i i feel like I was someone that was very much like, oh, TV's great. I could watch it whenever I want. I could watch it in my house. I can do whatever. And I've always been that person that's like, on demand is great. I'm all for it, especially during this COVID time and whatever. Um, But I have to admit, when we went to see Top Gun in the movie theater during Celebration, I hadn't been to the movies since The Rise of Skywalker in 2019. That was my first movie was Top Gun. Way to pick the best one to go see uh Mm -hmm. because it was amazing and the experience of being in the movie theater was really awesome now i was really tired but that being said i still had a great time and there's just something about being in the movie with a crowd of people when you're excited to watch something and i didn't get to experience the premiere with these guys so i don't know what that was like but uh i'm saying the kenobi premiere but the mm-hmm. Top Gun screening with all the diehard fans that wanted to see it that first Tuesday, it was really, really fun. And I think it made me like the movie more when it was already a really good movie to begin with. Yeah. It's what's a what's a comparison like when people like artificial? Like when something's like not quite there and you think it's gonna hold you over for a long time. Like I think we were sort of disillusioned by the the Mandalorian and everybody was rallying behind it and we we're like, oh, it's live action Star Wars and it's just this kind of thing. And it's like, I love, I do love the live action stuff, but I think we're getting to that point now where we're seeing it and we're almost so used to it. Now we can see the volume, you know, and we can see we're, we're criticizing every planet that they're walking on. Cause it looks like the back lot of LA or whatever. And sure. I think we're starting to get that point now where we're, we're going, okay, 
I can tell this is not quite up to par. Give me, give me the pro. I don't know about that. Give me the pro line. I don't, oh, really? fe- I don't feel that way. I feel more on the, the side of it ha- It comes and goes so quickly. Like the TV gets built up as like, oh, here we come, six episodes. And then that six weeks is gone so quick. And now I know you're thinking like, oh, well, movies are gone even less. Lacey, that <laughs> makes know, no sense. Like, but okay, the buildup to the movie feels more hyped and longer than I feel like the TV shows do. And that's my favorite part. Higher marketing the anticipation budget. of the movie. Right. Except Solo. I was gonna say except <laughs> except solo, which I am gonna do a video. Got... Uh, I received a uh, a special package from Ron Howard, and he gave me. Actually, it was it was it really wasn't Ron Howard. It was really uh, Bob Iger. I call him Robbie. It wasn't Bob Iger. And he sent me this box, and it was so cute because if you hold your fingers on Mickey's ears, then it opens. It's like a special unlocking box. A beautiful box. Thank you, Bob. It has. The entire marketing slate for Solo. I'm going to do a special video for our channel and go over all of it. Uh, it's going to be awesome. He gave him the inside scoop, the strategy, the book, the great. presentation. It's going to be great. <laughs> Best project. But in, in terms of movies, like there's no way Tyka's is coming out in December 2023. So I think we could already like they haven't done it yet, but you can cross that date off because for perspective, The Force Awakens was already well into filming in this time of 2014 due for a September the following year and people were like man that's kind kind of cutting it close I can't believe it he's still storyboarding and like putting his like plot together and stuff there's no chance this movie is coming out in December 2023 so we it's gonna be a while for Star Wars movies that's why I'm curious about Celebration next year it's gonna be another heavy focus on Disney Plus and probably Indiana Jones I guess again because that that's my only I want to turn this positive because we have a lot of Kenobi's been awesome Andor's coming but no one's really talked about this that I've seen, but but me is isn't it kind of crazy? We went to Star Wars Celebration, closed the doors on that final day, and the only movie they talked about at Star Wars Celebration was Indiana Jones Five. That's wild. And I, I mean, think, and I think they knew you were going to say that, so they were like, "Here's Harrison Ford," so you don't think that that was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm all about them. I remember saying like, "I think we're going to get Indiana Jones." I don't mind them doing that. Like, it's Indiana Jones and Star Wars go hand in hand, in my opinion. They're very. So does Willow. Yeah. yeah. So if they want to do the, yeah, the whole it, Lucasfilm thing, that's fine with me too. But the fact that we're in this weird time where it's a convention just for this movie franchise, Marvel doesn't even have one. There's a rumor they're going to do it. And there's no movies to talk about. It's crazy. And Marvel's doing just as much with Disney Plus, but still chugging out movies. So. Let's ramp it up. Find that person, Kathleen. Find them. Yeah, it. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, a lot of people felt that way coming out of the the panel. I remember hearing that a lot from people going, "It's weird." Like, I'm not mad that I got what that we got what we got from Willow and stuff. Like, I'm excited for those things, but. It does feel a little strange, almost like like as if like we're all excited about Marvel stuff. But if they were in there showing Marvel stuff, we're like, well, this is Star Wars celebration. Like, I love Marvel and I'm thankful that you're giving me the trailers and stuff. But there is there was something kind of strange about it. And like, I don't know, like, I guess because they're thinking, well, who's the best audience for Willow? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, we could make this an hour, but let's make it 90 minutes. And it's just bonus. 
So we're thinking we're losing portions of our 90 minute presentation, but the no. probable yeah. reality of it is we're gaining 30 minutes yeah. of our 60 minute presentation. So it's like, it's just a weird way to look at it. I don't think anybody was mad about it, but I, I do think there was a little bit of a takeaway and like, I kind of was hoping we would get more star Wars news. And like, I'd say 30% of that panel was not star Wars. Stuff. And I think it would have been Mando except because they wanted to do the willow and they wanted to do the Indiana Jones. They shoved Mando to <clears> its <throat> own thing. And I feel like Mando And almost deservedly because of the whole Filoni universe. Sure. And sure. Mando they, they, they feels weren't old. gonna show Ahsoka, they weren't gonna show Skeleton right. Crew. They don't need to sell people on Mandalorian, so like it's gonna get its own panel, you know, that stuff. Like Mando is so solid right now. Like anything under Favreau and Filoni, I feel like is the thing that's on the firmest ground. And Tony Gilroy. I gotta give him Well, except for the respect too for Andor. Um What's what's the show? Um Rangers that got canned. Yeah, yeah. Which I still keep <clears throat> we know seeing why, people though. talk about. It's... Like, is it's like it's no, I understand, yeah. but it, and I get that. But I'm saying that's the one thing that's kind of shaky. But like, I still keep seeing things where people are like, it's not currently in production, but it's coming. And I'm like, yeah, it's on their logo know. things. Well, yeah. which you know what's funny? Like, I didn't hear like Mando the new trailer, the the two panels, pretty much with Mando involved in it. At Celebration the whole weekend, I didn't hear one person talk about Gina Carano or like, where's Cara Dune? It's like, people like forgot about True. the character. And I actually, I saw one cosplay and I thought, I thought, you know, it's all fair, but like that person is probably very bold or they just like literally don't care. Like, yeah. you know, like they just don't, they're not going to get into the political aspect or they're not even on social media they're, they're just like oh i love cara dune great character yeah or something yeah <laughs> but i only saw one person dressed up as, as cara dune and i thought oh, okay cool but yeah no one was like um, oh well, i wonder what they're gonna do and i haven't i didn't hear anybody talk about that including us so <laughs> yeah and 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 when people were kind of going back like oh we didn't hear about taika's thing we didn't hear about this nobody asked about rangers in the new republic either no yeah yeah, I think we're all the just kind of like people the door were on it. Yeah, and the big thing I heard a lot of people surprised about was Acolyte, that we got nothing on Acolyte. That's true. I yep. agree. Yeah, I think maybe because that's not as in uh, far into development for them to have given I think they're anything. saving it for next year. I think mm -hmm. they're saving it for next year's celebration. They're saving Is that. Is it shooting they're in Europe at all? Ooh, you might be right. I'm not, sh I'm not sure. I, I think don't remember. Might, that rings a bell. You might be right. Because um, they might be able to bring props over to London, and or, or they might be able to, and or will be filming, and or will during be, celebration, but it will already mm -hmm. be out. Let's all wear, get the giant garbage bags, and show up at Pinewood and try to get on. That that'll be our way to get in on the show. We'll get on the show. I'll we'll never forget when I worked Celebration 2016. A group of people got to go to Pinewood after the show, and I wasn't one of the people, and I was so sad. We're going this year. <laughs> We're going. Next year. Yeah. Okay. Who has connections that's listening right now? Shoot us an email. Get us into broadcast Pinewood. At gmail.com. Get us into Pinewood or we'll have Lacey oh. annoy you every week on the reg until you get us what we want. <laughs> what? First of all, you only got one because I had that joke. How dare you? Chris and Andy, do you hear what's happening right now if you're listening? What a right in the comments that I'm right. 
Yeah. Let's make this a team effort. <clears throat> so listen, here's all, the deal. All those guys are treasures. Where this isn't like wanting the movies, people could be like, Oh, you're getting you know, you're greedy and stuff like that, but it's like, no, it's just we want more Star Wars and we you know, saying I saying think- I miss the movies isn't saying like I'm not liking Disney Plus. I would give me both. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take anything really. Yeah. Star Wars wise. The interesting thing though, when I think about these state of Star Wars, if you were to go back, which we should do this, James, is make a playlist of all these specific episodes back to back to back so people can mm-hmm. listen through them. I'm sure if you go back like two years ago, we're like, oh, all these movies are coming up and we have a couple new shows. And then after that Disney Investor Day, it's we're getting all these shows. And then the last time we talked about this, we were getting 11 series. Do we know where we're at at this point? Is anybody keeping track how many series they've announced? The one, the one before the announcement, that was the one where I went off on Kathleen Kennedy and I was like, you're a producer and you're not producing. Because she said, oh, we're taking a, br- a break, we're taking a breath or whatever yeah, before they've announced yeah. all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's just interesting to think. I would like to, to think, see what the count is at this yeah, point. Yeah, because the rumblings were 11. That number was the one that was out, that was out there, 11 series in the works. But I wonder if it's more than that it's at this just, point. And we always do a sort of check-in on how we feel about the future of Solo and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think I feel better than I did last time. Just based on celebration, like John Kazan was very candid about his hopes for the future of the characters and stuff like that. And he said, you know, Favreau would be the guy because Favreau loves Solo so much. But I think he meant like Kira in the era of Mando and that sort of stuff. Um, So I'm not sure about Han and Chewie. But then, you know, Kathleen Kennedy sort of walking back her comments a bit about the recast stuff. They're obviously still looking to work with Donald Glover for Lando. And she did that during celebration because at the beginning of celebration, everyone was like, hey, man, we're on your side. We stand by you after what was said. Like the first couple of days, we kept hearing that from people. Mm, yeah. And then she made those comments and then people were like, hey, you see your comments? Yeah. She's, she said there's always cool. room for more solo. It's like, mm-hmm. can you not like like say something like that just to mm. like, it, if, is it a sweep away <laughs> comment just to like, all right, get out of here, kid. Like, you know, like when you yeah. give your kid a cookie so he leaves you alone. Like, I I don't know. But like, it, it it's very clear we're never doing that. And then a couple days later, never say never. Right. And it's like, and it's just, like just say never. You literally It's like when your parents never. said you can't have a puppy. Like, we're never yeah. getting a dog. And then they're like, well, maybe if you're good. And you're like, oh, if I'm good, they'll get a puppy. But they know you're like, yeah. right. It's like people telling you you're not allowed to go to Pinewood Studios. And you're like, well, <laughs> um, the, but the, the, the thing, Lando thing is the one thing that's a little strange because well, really quick before we go there, I want to talk about John Kasdan really quick mm-hmm. because he is he is the person that's that's the, probably the most riled up that could get something going with Solo. He's definitely shepherding like yes, the and, professional side of the cause. And my <laughs> thoughts on this is like sometimes when we're talking about Make Solo 2 Happen, we're like for God's sakes, they're doing a Willow sequel. Like, how is Willow getting a sequel? But my thing now is I'm looking at that Willow sequel and I'm like, oh man, I hope it's a hit. I hope I really hope people like that. Like, I hope the writing's good, yeah. you know? I hope, like, everything involved with that is good because it just helps to say, like, John, good, you know, good job again. Like, if Solo happens and Lucasfilm didn't react well to it and then they also do Willow and people don't react to it, 
then I don't, I don't know if maybe his like writing credit is going down maybe his connection to properties that aren't successful. I mean, I'm open the best for Willow, but obviously now I'm kind of looking at it as like a little bit of that, like test of like Ron Howard and that world of, you know, with John Kasdan and stuff like again. Um, and I hope it's successful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Lando thing is, is the one thing that I'm hanging a little bit of hope on is because they're like, we're waiting on Donald Glover's availability and stuff. To the point where I could, it would just make a lot of sense to rework that series to incorporate Han and Chewie, get Lando in, but maybe not it's all Lando so that he can still do it, but not at a full commitment, which sounds like he's very busy with other things and they're just waiting for him. Um, but we'll see. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to check in because we are still rooting for more solo, especially after meeting Jonas. And people, you know, we met and Jonas. People, <laughs> yeah. And people were yelling solo in the panels with with ron yeah. howard and john yeah. kazan that's what i loved is that the showcase panel and the ilm one on friday i wasn't in the ilm one to be you guys were but the at the showcase one i know for a fact i yelled solo and ron looked at me i was like make solo do i have that and other people were yelling it in the back of the room where the, uh, you guys say, said they I had a chant a right even if you guys did there were definitely people that were not you guys. There were people. In <laughs> yeah, the but back. you guys said there was a chant, right? <laughs> there were people in the back. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to like make that clear. Sometimes every time this gets brought up, that people were chanting it. Like it always seems like we jump in and we're like, "It was me," you know, or <laughs> whatever. It's like there was more than you guys. Like it mm-hmm. was a fan thing. It wasn't just us supporting that. Oh yeah. no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I was one of those actively loud people that was doing it but you guys said an ilm mm-hmm. wasn't there people chanting it in the back too like two 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 so yeah, at the ilm panels. panel i screamed makes all two happen when they were talking about solo it wasn't like you know they were talking about you know phil Tippett making tauntauns they were talking about solo <laughs> um ice cream makes all two happen and that's when like a lot of people in the crowd were chanting two 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 and ron howard goes I'm not in charge of making those decisions. In other words, saying like, yes, yeah. but I, you know, and then, and then he was telling people stuff like, you're going to get you, me in trouble. Yeah, oh no, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> it was the stage crew was wearing their make soul to happen shirts. Yeah. And he said, yeah, you guys are going to get me in trouble. But yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I, it just makes so much sense for them to do it because of all the reasons we've listed, including them already having all the updated digital assets, including Java's palace. They have the Falcon, uh, so, they can do they can do huts now. Oh, uh, it'd be such huts. a good series. I mean, but who, who, I want the puppet, but the ones in Boba Fett did look. Who good. knows what's gonna happen there? So, but that's our solo check in. So we're still holding out hope. So keep using the hashtag, and we'll see what happens. Um, but in terms of other stuff, like off the hills of celebration, like we you know we met Jonas and you know we had a really good time, and you know we didn't really do a full recap of celebration, um, but I feel like we sort of did live in a sense you know with our event and our videos we put out so i don't want to do like a full recap of celebration but um you know we can talk about looking ahead to to celebration 2023 but in terms of like the state of star wars like with kenobi wrapping up soon like how, do you guys remember how you felt going into kenobi and and do you feel any different now uh that it's almost done or how, how you guys feeling overall with kenobi I've loved it, but I think I went into it completely, to be honest, like with a lot of hype. So not that I had expectations because I didn't know where it was going to go, but I really want to see Qui-Gon Jinn. So I feel like if I don't see him, I'm going to be disappointed. And Palpatine, no Palpatine (laughs) yet. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, this is Monday. <laughs> I was yeah. like, by the time this episode airs, we'll yeah, already no, know. No, no, not yet. <laughs> I gotcha. So like, I feel like I'm waiting for that interaction, especially because the first two episodes, he's like mentioning him by name that I'm like, come on, if they don't bring him in. Um, but I've really, really enjoyed it. And I've really loved the story that they've told and how they've told it and uh, the way it's been shot and written and the acting has been amazing. I think Tala is one of my favorite Star Wars characters now. Like she was just so great. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I think my hype has already moved on to Andor <clears throat> based on what we saw at Celebration. It looked so over the top, cinematic, amazing. Um, and James had mentioned it in our recap last week. With the volume, it looks amazing, but it definitely you get the sense of they're in a room. They're yeah. in a room. They're still in a room. They're in mm -hmm. another room. And to be fair, you know, a lot of Star Wars is like that. They're in bases. They're in whatever. But I mean, when we're on Agent Kloss, it doesn't feel like you're in a room. You're in the jungle. So mm -hmm. there is kind of, I think we're seeing the limitations of the volume even though it's yeah. amazing and crazy technology and like I think we've seen the magic trick so many times now we're starting to piece together how it works the boundaries and and where it ends kind of and I've seen mm -hmm. like even the behind the scene pictures of like where they have the razor crest in it and there's snow and you see where the stage ends yeah it's like in your mind even though if it's not true your mind is putting an edge on the, yeah. the space it's pulling you out of, but I'm yeah but yeah. I'm I think Mandalorian is doing better or, or like, so the episode, wait, I'm trying to think where we were. This was Book of Boba Fett, the one with the big long shot where he goes up the elevator and goes around the oh, table and all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. was like, Bryce Dallas Howard. none of that looks Bryce like Dallas it was Howard, shot. Yeah. In, yeah. None of that looks like it was shot in the volume. If that was shot in the volume, wow. Like mm -hmm. incredible, mm -hmm. and yet I'm watching Kenobi, and I can like I feel like I can literally see the line. It's you know, a lot the, of like, circular line. A lot there of was, there was. Um, I was trying to describe this on our live show on Thursday, and I I don't think it came off right. Wednesday. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, like, it feels like there's a green screen, but it's not like a green screen room. You just have one wall that's a green screen. So in some cases, you have the stormtroopers like facing the green screen, and then you're like, cool, we got that shot. Now we need to show the front of the stormtrooper. So he just turns around, and then they film him facing aw away from the mm. green screen. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. But it's like, when I know that that's a green screen, and I can see the difference, you're not convincing me when you switch from that shot to that shot. To me, it just looks like you turned him around. Well, and the, the and I know where the wall is. Mm -hmm. The location environment is just a part of it. And and mm -hmm. I, and I get that. So though. there I was did, I totally do. The scene where they filmed the prequel stuff, I think someone sh showed it might have been a legit showing of this, not a leak, but it, they did like full green screen of the clone troopers in that first you know, scene from Kenobi or whatever. So I thought that was interesting. But hearing you McGregor talking about the differences is, I think, a good they measure of what the differences are. And him talking about the last scene of Revenge of the Sith where he's on like a um, a gymnast horse thing, pretending he's riding it, and then having to turn around and do the same thing. And he's like, totally. this time they had me on an actual camel. I'm like... Yeah. So there are a <laughs> lot of differences that he wanted to keep the camel. Yeah, because they said he was retiring from acting the camel. Mm -hmm. Good for that, a camel. 
but <laughs> like there's a lot of other elements beyond the volume that they're doing better than they did in the prequels it was just like everything's bs and we'll 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 do it digitally like they actually had him riding an animal just like with the ore box and and the rise of skywalker yeah. there were horses um and then they put markings on him and stuff like that so they turned the camel into an eop and um you can tell you mcgregor with the volume but other aspects of it felt more comfortable filming this show than I think it's looked amazing. Yeah. And I've loved more than the settings and anything else. It's been the interactions between Ewan and Vivian, little Leia. I yeah. think the stories there with Reva and Tala have really shined through. Setting wise, though, I'm so excited to see what they do with Andor because they did build those huge, gigantic sets in England. Yep. They've been going to all those locations. I mean, you guys know this, the people that are listening right now. For ye- like over a year, we've been talking about oh, there was another location shoot for Andor. Yeah, like, it oh was yeah, like yeah. every week it was like a new place. Yeah, and you know Tony Gilroy was one of the standouts for me at Celebration. He was fabulous. His confidence is a really like okay, like this is an exciting. This show yeah. is on solid footing. And they're doing another season. And he's like, yep, and we're filming it this fall. And what I like about this guy is that he knows how to execute. He he speaks with conviction at that panel. It didn't look like he was on script. He's like, well, no, 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 we're not going to reveal that yet. We're going to wait on that. Uh, but you, I'll tell you this, 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 this. And what I also like about the guy is he's not a, really a Star Wars fan. And I think... he gu- He's willing to gut stuff if it doesn't make I don't, sense. Yeah, yeah, I like when Star Wars fans are acting and they're in Star Wars. Like Oscar Isaac, you know, was all about it. Stuff like that. That's cool. And 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 they like being in Star Wars, even if you're not or a Star Hayden. Wars fan. Hayden was a big Star Wars fan, yeah. Yeah, like so like people who enjoy doing it, who, who may not even be the biggest Star Wars fan, they just enjoyed being a part of it and they want to be a part of it. They don't like hate it or think they're above it. But when it comes to mm-hmm. the make the filmmakers, I think sometimes... You're better off not being a Star Wars fan doing this stuff. Um, like Lawrence Kasdan, he doesn't know about like the clone trooper garrisons and all that stuff. He doesn't care. He writes good stories about people, and that's why Star Wars is different than science fiction. He knows how to write mm-hmm. conversations. He knows how to make relationships, create arcs. In my opinion, the best Star Wars screenwriter, probably not the biggest Star Wars fan. If he went on a trivia show, he'd probably lose. If you had to ask him specific things about names and species, no clue. The man knows how to write a script, knows how to tell a story. Same with Tony Gilroy. Mm -hmm. He even said, like, I think it's all kind of rubbish, but he knows how to tell a story in this world. And I think sometimes, like, the fan of something can make something good, like Cobra Kai. Obviously, a lot of people really love that. I really enjoyed it. There's campiness to it, but you can tell the passion is there. We're in this. (laughs) I love it. But there are moments, though. That when it happens, Moments. you're like, a fan wrote this. Yes. Like, it feels very fan fiction-y. Yes. But yes. I get what you're saying, John. It is nice to have someone like Tony come in with the original Rogue One and say, you know what? None of this makes sense. I'm cutting everything and redoing right. this. Someone who doesn't feel like it's that precious and someone who could, like, put mm-hmm. Star Wars in its place, so to speak. And and mm-hmm. that might be the person that does things with it that are different. Um, I don't know. Do you guys Taika's relationship with Star Wars? He, he did have sweet things to say about it, where he's like, "It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it knows what it needs." I think to. he doesn't care. I think he wants to put a good story out. I agree. I think he's the same as Ryan Johnson. I think Ryan Johnson cares a lot, 
But I think at the end, he let it ring true in interviews and in his own convictions and choices with Star Wars, whether you like them or not with The Last Jedi. He was there to tell a good story. And he did that. Yeah. Whether you like where it ended up or not. Yeah. That's why it does Mm -hmm. not, to me, it doesn't make a difference whether someone who's coming in to write or direct a Star Wars movie or show is a fan of Star Wars or not. And I think even sometimes, uh, as we were just saying, some examples prove that it might be better off if they're not. Mm-hmm. So, side note a little bit um, just for fun because I've been watching The Boys do you guys watch that show? No but Matt's been watching it and I've seen the uh, big scene that everyone's been talking about online oh well I have to start watching that <laughs> the, show if yeah. you know what I'm talking about the scene everyone's been talking about that scene well don't online. yeah don't yeah. The, I'm not gonna say the, it <laughs> I don't even know what it is because the oh maybe I do but yes, The Boys do. is absolutely full of ridiculous yep. i can't believe they just went there scenes so the, think of the I, most I watched, ridiculous things you can think of <laughs> i watched the recap of seasons one and two before i started three mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god i forgot how ridiculous this show they is. just got it signed for just, i think another season right so so yeah. anyway the whole the whole reason i'm even bringing up the the boys is there's a scene like in the first episode or something where there's like somebody insulting the director of this movie they made a movie about the seven mm-hmm. and one of the lines she says while making fun of him is she she calls him a crappy director because we all know tony gilroy had to come in and rewrite all his stuff <laughs> <laughs> i love that he's now transcended pop culture yeah. that they know he's the guy that guts things like, like that's he's a, the, and he's that's the a fixer. joke like yeah. in a movie yeah which uh, carrie fisher is famously that person too like she would come in and make Punch notes up. and yeah yeah um the other thing i was gonna say too is uh and this is kind of news as well since we're kind of a monday episode right now um thoughts on kathleen kennedy and her position on the future of video games like kind of leading storing storytelling so did you guys see that you gotta be careful with that because i know we made sure we headlined it because sometimes people only read headlines and we found that out mm-hmm. like with comments if you go to any star wars news that article on twitter people comment without reading the articles but she just said she feels star wars storytelling is similar to how video games are constructed in in their story she's not she did not say they're going to be influenced by how video games are she just made a comparison and there was nothing more than Mm. that yeah um but i thought that the way it was all put together was was interesting because when you play a video game it feels like you watched three seasons of a tv show you feel like i i'm i was kind of watching um there's a Final Fantasy game that I was kind of like watching somebody play and there's like 24 hour long videos of this person playing this game. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, it's just, there's so much content there. Mm-hmm. And when you're watching it, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And I'm watching it play in the background and I'm like, man, okay, here's a cutscene. I'll watch this part. But it's like so involved and we got Jedi Fallen Order and there was a lot of content and lore and everything that went into that And then Kenobi game. And took now- it. What What now? And then Kenobi took that content, like the same hallway, basically the same scenes. Oh, sure, sure. I I just mean in the sense of like how much time and investment and lore and everything mm-hmm. that goes into the video game 
I think we think about the movies and stuff and, and even these TV shows and they're like, all right, well let's tell eight episodes and there's a lot that goes into it. But when you're talking about hours and hours and hours and hours of content, like those games are huge. That's why they take so long to develop on the verge of fallen order two. And now, um, we got a trailer for it. Like, I don't know, like your guys' thoughts on like the state of star Wars when it comes to video games, are they, is it living up to your expectations? I know I, Correct me if I'm wrong. You guys haven't played Fallen Order, but you're kind of aware. Of I it. opened it. I've played it. It got too hard for me. I'm going to be honest. I like just shooting things. So <laughs> I like I th- the first person shooters of like Battlefront and stuff. Yeah. And that's in mm-hmm. like Lego Star Wars. Lego, like that was fun because it's button mashing. Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga is a blast. And I think yeah. that didn't come out bef- when we did this last State of Star Wars. I've been having a lot of fun with that. I haven't been able to play it a ton, but when I get a chance to, I have a lot of fun Johnny comes down and watches me play. I give him a fake controller so he thinks he's playing. Um, <laughs> like, there's been so many conversations about like how Battlefront was like an EA and all those types of things. And are, like, where are we at when it comes to video games? Do you think like the general fandom is like thumbs up on where we're at? I think so. I I mean, I think people are pretty excited for where the stories are going, especially now. Like I said, they're getting intertwined within the live action. It's like, oh, if I play these games, it does matter. It's not its own separate thing. It's playing into the overall story of Star Wars. Um, And I think that shows to the drive from Lucasfilm and the story group to have everything interconnect, which is very interesting to me. But there should be a Mando game coming out right too. That was a rumor or was it announced officially? uh, I don't know if that was official. Well, but supposedly also, there's a Mando game coming out. I also forgot about the whole Eclipse thing because that that's ways away. Um, and, and it's still happening. Yeah, I know all the the, I, the buzz online about people boycotting it and stuff. And I'm sure a lot of those people are still going to buy the game anyway. It's just, I don't know what's happening with that. But I feel like there's enough other games that they're developing that if something, if a game's not coming out for four or five years, like why even think about it? right now yeah the, to me the pushback on eclipse not the the political pushback i'm saying the pushback where they said 2026 oh yeah that feels like it's a billion years that, from now yeah that to me was oh we canceled it we're hoping oh you think so about it i personally i saw that and i, I was think like, so 20, too 2027 you guys oh, that makes sense like, i guess yeah the fact that you guys put out this whole like trailer and cinematic trailer and like it made it just really feel like we were on the verge of getting something new like think <clears throat> think about that trailer coming out and think about where it like jedi fallen or, or yeah fallen order 2 uh jedi survivor if you will is like that came out before and then mm-hmm. we're getting now the trailer for this and it's like jedi survivor is coming out later this year you know it's, yep. or early next year it's like they I think they weren't expecting that what they got. 2027 for that game. Yeah. That's like, we just hope you forget about that thing because it's probably gone. So I, to me, I, I don't know what, like, technically it's been released. That trailer is any of the trailer canon or are we just supposed to forget it? I don't know. Yeah, but that didn't even feel like, that, that felt like it was from a different it franchise did, it, or something. It felt like correct. Dune and, like, or there something. There were parts of it that it, felt Star Wars-y. Yeah, but it was so different era or something yeah i just i'm not really again i rarely play video games so there's it's not a big deal to me i hope they put out games and i hope people like them and i hope they're fun you know 
I think the thing we're waiting on for video games, honestly, is the live action crossover. I know we just saw Purge Troopers and we saw uh, Inquisitorious, but I think Cal Kestis, that casting felt very intentional with Dominic Monaghan. Not Dominique, Cameron. Not Dominic Monaghan. What's his name? Cameron. Cameron Monaghan. Cameron Monaghan. Yeah. Um, I that felt very intentional. His age and everything. So I I feel like when they inevitably put him in live action, then that's going to be. Oh my the god, people are like, gonna lose that. Imagine that, like twenty twenty three. You're sitting in the room and there's a trailer with some guy there. You can't really see him. He's kind of shadowed, and he turns around and it's him. Oh my god, people would lose it. Yeah, I think the only one that tops him at this point is Ezra. And I mean, I know there's other, right. like, we, we're excited to see Hera as well, but I think, like, the hype behind a character showing up in live action, um, we've already technically seen Sabine sort of now. Like, we know who the casting mm-hmm. is and everything, so that's yeah. kind of done. I think, do you it's think Ezra. Hera, do you think Thrawn Hera too is... is a good one? Yeah. But I really feel like Cal is up there for people. Do you think Hera is uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead? You and McGregor's wife. I don't know. I heard that Scott Pilgrim. I tried looking at like their faces, and I'm like, I don't really see it. Um, and I'm not comparing it to like Rebels animation. There's the Squadrons game where she shows up and she looks a lot. Who does she look like on the celebration mural from 2019? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. I don't Um, know. I'm. I was waiting for it, but nobody's done it yet. Maybe I should go do it. You take a video of Hera walking away from the camera and take a video of the same actress walking away from the character camera and see if they match up because oh, like people in a walk show because people walk the same way, no matter what they're. Uh... That's a good point. That's yeah. why, like, when I you mean, watch I'm Mandalorian, sure she has tons of stuff in like Birds of Prey, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, yeah, they uh, death proof. Death proof. They are older. Yeah. Well. Anyway, so. Because the whole walking thing is very obvious. Like if you watch Mando season one, you can always tell when it's Brendan Wayne because it has a very he has a very like cowboyish walk, uh, and he's the majority of season one walking around. Um, so you could tell if compared to season one to like two, where you get more of Pedro, you can be like, oh, okay, this is Pedro. This is not Pedro. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like a handwriting type thing. I still like think, everybody has a specific handwriting. I agree with that, but I do feel like directors sometimes do try to make sure they capture certain types of nuances to how characters move because th- that's a big part of what they talked about with Vader. Totally, for, for and series. I get that. I just think Hera is one of those people that probably doesn't have a very specific walk. However, Mando, I think Brendan Wayne brought in that cowboyish thing that probably Pedro took on, but season one, that was just Brendan Wayne walking. Yeah, like they, they when they were talking... I agree with you. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. and when they were talking about, I think it was Hayden actually talking about, no, it wasn't. It was one of the guys who did this, the biggest guy who plays Vader for the long shots, like the far shots. He was. I love how they have like multiple people playing Vader. Yeah. I think it's so and cool. It's, it's awesome. Um, yeah. He said they are studying David Prowse, but also using Hayden because of the middle ground of the time frame. So right. some of the movements are very David Prowse, like stiff and, and bodybuilder style. And some are still have a little bit of that grace of Hayden and they blended like it for Kenobi. Yeah. And I think that's so cool that, they, that they're doing that. Uh, again, you know, I said it on our live stream, but I feel like they've nailed Vader for this. And if they do more they Vader, really like people make jokes like, 
Look, give me, you know, I always say, like, give me a Vader movie or Vader series. And people are like, oh, they did. It was called episodes one through six. Like, yeah. How about just more of that? How about just more Vader? Why not? I always find it interesting that people will say they want something random and people will be like, yes. And then you're like, hey, I really want more of this popular character. And their thing is like, oh, no. And you're like, wouldn't you want that? The best is. Shouldn't we all want everything? You know me with the Twitter stuff. When people are like, um, Reva series when? I'm like, all right. And then you'd be like, oh man, I'd love to get more Vader live action. Hayden wants to do it. They nailed it. It sounds awesome. If you were like, um, episodes one through six. Okay. So they already did it. <laughs> get out of here. Give me more <laughs> Vader. Come on. Anyway, there is a um, spicy for you. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing something, but there is kind of one other uh, angle to Star Wars that we hardly oh, talk about. Oh, I have one more. Oh, what is it? Toys. Oh, that's yeah. I wasn't gonna say they that. still make or those? books. I was gonna say publishing. Why don't you go and into that like, and we'll we'll touch on toys really quickly? After I mean, I don't really think anything's changed. Like my stat on it is just too much, too often. Uh, it kind of feels like we're in a little bit of a lull, but like I just I think that a lot of people are feeling burnt out on High Republic, especially since we went into celebration and we're like, okay, cool, they're gonna mount some more High Republic stuff, and it was like so much like it's like two full rows of books and, and the it's tv like, show that is crazy and they're like hope you liked round one we're getting ready to head into round two and everybody like you already knocked everybody out like <laughs> we're, we're already like dizzy from all the punches you threw at us in round one i don't think we're gonna make it through round two and th- th- it seems like the slate is like to round three i feel like round one should have probably been the High Republic for a short while, and they should probably focus elsewhere for a little bit, do something else, let the publishing be whatever. But I don't know. Like, And I'm not against the High Republic. Obviously, I really like it, but I'm just trying to kind of reconcile. Like, if you're starting to get a little bit behind, we're not slowing down. The avalanche is still coming. Is... Mm-hmm. Are people talking about it a lot? I feel like I'm not seeing a lot of people talking about High Republic lately. Because we're at the state right now where the only people talking about the High Republic, this it's like um it's like the third Chronicles of Narnia or something. And it's like, well, you're only going to see the third one if you went and saw the first one and you went and saw the second one. Like everybody went and saw the first one or whatever. Yeah. But it's like you've diluted it down to like I, very few people are going to be picking up random High Republic comics or books when they when they're not like caught up. So the the conversation is only really buzzing around the people who are absolutely caught up. Yeah. Speaking of uh, buzzing, in my opinion, I don't know. The other Maybe part of are. Star Wars, which we haven't really touched on at all because it just happened in Celebration, is there was a lot of staffing switch ups. We had like the Charles Soule consulting thing, which was in the program slash website for celebration. Then Phil from the art books. I always mess up his last name. He's now a part of the story. Group. Yep. So it's interesting to see these people kind of shifting around in their roles at Lucasfilm. And what does that mean moving forward? Are they growing the story group? Did someone leave? Like, what does that mean? Because um, it seems like more people on the the book side are moving into naturally into the story group side which is you would think 
related to the books and continuity mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Uh, I think the biggest thing is going to be like that person Kathleen Kennedy is talking about bringing in to, to be the the rock of stability for shepherding the next The John Favreau m- movies. Yeah, if, I mean, wouldn't you think that that conversation happened if she's still looking for somebody? She was probably like, John, do you want to come be our movie guy? He must have been like, I'm good. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine where I am. Yeah. I like my characters. I like my world. I still want to go do other stuff. I don't want to be completely beholden to this. Um, Because she said, right, wasn't she saying that she wanted someone that was around? What was the quote? It was like four to six years? It's a commitment. It's a long-term commitment. You can't just come and do your movie and leave. Makes me think of how to lose a guy in 10 days when he's trying to come up with taglines for diamonds. He goes, it's a long-term commitment, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of, too. Frost yourself. I love that movie. It's it's in my it's in my top ten. So when I hear certain things, I think of Latin. Kathleen Kennedy's movie. like frost yourself. <laughs> I love Matthew McConaughey. He can do whatever he wants. He just got frosted. But long term commitment. That's what I think. So of. <laughs> I mean, what's more original than someone stopping someone from going to an airport at the end, right? Um, <laughs> how to lose a how to lose an audience in ten minutes. That's what that movie, that movie is a top tier romantic comedy. I Don't like it because I like rom coms, but it's not top tier. It is top tier rom com material. No. Adam Goldberg's great in it, but that's about it. Um, <laughs> so I don't. I know we're up, probably up against time because we have another. Can we talk about to toys do. really quick. We can. We can talk. Mm-hmm. We can talk about toys. Yeah. So toys wise, uh, I would say the biggest thing coming out of celebration was that the next Haslab, which as we know, the previous Haslab was the Rancor. Uh, which did not meet its its level of goals and backers, so it failed. Uh, the latest Haslab is the Inquisitor double lightsaber. So the interesting thing about this Haslab is that there are no tiers. There's no unlocking of anything. It is very straightforward. I believe it's four ninety nine, and that's what you get. You get the double. They don't want to fail again. Right. Exactly. Can someone explain something um, to me about this, though? Is this just sure? Does this mean like they have a budget? So is this like they don't want to make this item, so we need fans to fund it? I, I so a lot of things. What people don't understand is a lot of the figures that go to like Target or Amazon or anything. The figure gets prototyped and designed, and then those people are paying for that figure to be made. Oh, like Target pays for that. Yeah. So that's why they get the exclusive. So like they get the. Is this a new way of saving point. money for them? Is this all this is? Honestly? No, I think it's just it's just a way that they've built out the program. But what happened to just but like the Haslab idea is for them to make high high quality collectibles and toys for fans in a way that they wouldn't get approval from the overhead company, but if they get enough fans to do it, then they're backing the project and they had a lot of it's, success with the yeah, the, yeah. the it's the like sales their barge. angle to be like direct to consumer right so they had the sail barge which was super successful they had the razor crest which was super successful the rancor did not do as well which looking back you wonder if they had known about book of boba fett if it would have done better 
Um, but then you have this Gosh. one, which was very interesting that, you know, there are no tears. It's very straightforward. It is what it is. Like, that's what you get. Um, the funny thing is in the panel, some guy was like, I already backed it. <laughs> like in the audience, he had already backed it. Does it auto spin? Um, I don't think it spins, no, but it makes different motions. And How are you going to make me spend $500 on a lightsaber and that baby ain't going to okay, spin? Okay, first of all, everybody has different priorities of what value is. So you can't say, how can you spend $500? No, I said, how are you going to make me do it? You weren't going to buy it anyway. If that it's baby spun, you. I may buy it. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, you would not. They have cheaper ones that spin, probably. Imagine you're walking down the street at night and like you're like walking your dog in like a late night and someone just comes walking down the street with a spinning double-bladed <laughs> inquisitorious it lightsaber. It would be pretty crazy to have like a Galaxy's Edge quality lightsaber that spun like that. that I is, think like, the Hasbro motor. FX ones are better than Galaxy's Edge. That's what people are saying. No, no, no. I, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying to that caliber, not like plastic. But tonic. I think so even more, mm. not even so much for the spinning of the blade, the sound that their blades should, make should, when should, it is spinning should, is so cool yeah it is very cool i love but they that. did make there are sounds with that one just like the ray lightsaber the ray skywalker one that are sounds they got directly from lucasfilm that like haven't been heard yet oh wow that's cool and stuff like i mean that. i hope it works um, i hope it goes well yeah other than that the big thing for celebration was lola yeah l0 la 59 uh, they have all different versions from animatronic ones to little standing ones to pl probably plush ones eventually. Um, that was the big thing as well as Black Series. But the big complaint with a lot of Star Wars fans is the lead time. It's like they yeah. give you an a, a year lead time and I have to <laughs> kind of give props to Yak Face Online. Like they made a joke the other day, which made me laugh, which was it was a birthday sheet cake on their oven. And they put a little sign in it that said happy anniversary to Anton Merrick and this other figure that haven't come out yet that said that they were going to be out by now. <laughs> and it's obviously <sighs> a, a kind of sarcastic joke, but it's true. It's like with supply chain issues and toy problems coming from overseas, it's really put a big stamp on the toy industry of like not getting figures so like we ran a contest for a george lucas skywalker uh stormtrooper figure we still haven't gotten it because it's not in yet but then i'm seeing other people get them dependent on what person they ordered from it's it's tricky i'm interested to see where they go from here with figures um because their big money maker which they're falling back on is the mandalorian and they've shown that time and time again if they have a chance to make a figure, it's either a Stormtrooper or a Mandalorian figure because that year with Mando, season two, they yeah. made all of Hasbro's money in the year from Star Wars. But it was all Mandalorian season <laughs> yes. one stuff, right? Uh, season two, I think. Season two was 2020? 2021? 2020. But you're saying they, they were up to date? They were releasing season two stuff at the same time season two was coming out? Yeah, because they were doing the Mando Mondays thing. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah, maybe with some of the merch. I just feel like sometimes when I'm seeing this stuff, they're like, hey, you know, new action figures for Harry Potter Deathly Hollows Part 1. You know, I'm like, that was like 10 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like they're missing the mark or something. It, it, but They've been a little better, that but they've been still, they announce them every Wednesday when the new character or something comes out, right? But the problem is the lead time's still a year from now. But the, but but that's what I'm saying is a year from now they're going to be like 
check it out, everybody. Mm-hmm. Reva, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like still no Ben Solo, <laughs> still no yeah. like all the ke- creatures we saw in Solo. None of those Therm Scissor Punch does not exist. Um, so I'm yeah, I don't know where they're gonna go from here with um their figures, but they they are listening to fans, and I think they genuinely do want to make stuff. It's just they're held to secrecy and well when they get information. And speaking of that, something that is big news that for some reason is not getting big news is the firing of Peter Rice by Bob Chappick, um, who was a studio executive for his whole career at 20th Century Fox, which was obviously acquired by Disney. He was abruptly fired on June 8th without any warning and was not able to set any narrative. And like insiders and stuff are like scratching their heads at why the move is made. And the statement was that um, Chappick didn't think he was his guy and he didn't fit the direction of the studio. So I don't know where... He said something wrong to the wrong person at the wrong time. That's what that sounds like. I don't know. This guy has been in the business for a very long time. And to dismiss someone that way, unless something comes out that he did something obviously massively controversial, it's one thing. But if he didn't and he just got fired because he's not a Bob Chappick guy, I don't like that. Well, the the big drama there from insiders is that Bob took all these different segments that were being run by people for a really long time and then funneled them into one person that's his person that's the big drama with disney right and typically if someone does get fired they usually do the classy thing and say they stepped down or they resigned oh i'm resigning i'm retiring they were just like no he got fired and people are like it's very odd usually they get to at least choose their narrative and it's it's being called very very controversial and you know he's not a household name but you know, look into Peter Rice and how long he's he's been a uh, movie executive in 20th Century do Fox. Do we think so. Chappick will be staying around much longer for Disney? Because we have to. The Star Wars Hotel is not doing well supposedly, so that was like the big thing that they wanted, you know, but to push in the parks. I, and I stuff. don't know. It sounds like he has a lot of power still if he's making a move like right. this because these people yeah. who are you know in the industry who aren't being named who reached out with comments are saying Mm -hmm. stuff like peter is the best media executive of the last 25 years he'll be fine where he goes this is this sounds like this is a massive head scratching move so i'm gonna keep an eye on this and it might be something we need to talk about because it could impact star wars you know I feel, mm. yeah, and I, the Bob Chepik thing too, like I am unsure because I don't follow it closely enough, but I only hear bad things or things that like people say they don't like him or whatever, but there's obviously he reason he's there. There's obviously people who like him and there are positive things that he's doing. I just don't feel like you're hearing that that side or we're hearing that side. It Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it doesn't exist and he's mm-hmm. just like a train on fire, but- I I usually with anything like this I always go you know it, it's it feels like the rumors always like oh that person's going to be gone within the year like just so much bad news and I'm like I don't know man I doubt it <laughs> you know <laughs> like like there's no way that that president is going to get elected another 4 years and then they do you know it's like because they have their supporters it's just what we generally are hearing are the the one side of the negative of that person that's that's louder 
Um, so I don't know. I, I would be curious to figure out, maybe it's worth like a Google on like Bob Chappick, why he's great and why he's perfect for Disney right now or something. I, I'd like to hear that angle of it because personally, you know, I I feel there is a lot of negativity around him, but I don't see him going anywhere. I don't see him like suddenly being fired and all the tabloids are like, told you and told you he was going to get canned. He seems like a very... Mm-hmm. Like the opposite of an Iger who liked being a public personality and he, you know, say what you want about, you know, Disney and and some of their practices and, you know, whatever, their wages, whatever. Uh, Bob Iger had a very warm personality that was, he was a very likable guy. and People liked him. Yeah. yeah. He probably could have run for a a political office and and won. He he was just one of those type of like John F. Kennedy type of guys that people just are drawn to. And then you have this other guy who rolls right out of the boardroom looking like Lex Luthor and he does <laughs> he seems very internal like he, he's Kingpin. I, I don't see him going around <laughs> making these appearances and stuff he seems very rigid um he doesn't seem likable to me now i'm just picturing him in the back just wiping his hands after beating someone up being like i have the investor meeting to go yeah, to yeah all right so i i just I, I, I don't know. I, so the jury's still out on the Chappic thing. It's just all I care about is Star Wars makes good stuff and, and we're able to enjoy it and everyone's be able to have a good time with it. And, and if, if that happens under so his much banner, is coming. then may he stay yeah. for a long time, you know? So I think we're in a way cooler position than we were a couple of years ago with just how much stuff is on the way. And I it makes me excited about all the stuff that we don't even know that's coming. Like there's definitely stuff that's being worked on that had just hasn't even been oh, announced yeah, yet. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Although side note, I'm really excited for Rebel Moon, which was <laughs> Zack Snyder's Zack Snyder, yeah. Star Wars movie that got denied. It looks amazing. It does look cool. He does always create <laughs> cool visuals. So mm-hmm. um so all right. Let's pop through our next segment before we get out of here. Uh we call sure. it the chosen one. chosen one uh all right so each of us brings one star wars item to the table to discuss uh it can be news it can be anything that we find interesting that's been uh that's related to star wars um anything and just to to have some fun put a spotlight on and talking about it It could be literally a scene from obi-wan kenobi or it could be you know a toy from taco bell you know whatever um so uh james we'll start with you did you have anything you wanted to toss out for this week's chosen one segment. Oh, it's interesting. I was kind of, I was taking the angle. Chosen one is so new to us. I was kind of taking the angle that it had to be like fan driven kind of a thing. Um, not like of, of staying away from official stuff. But, uh, but my thing was, is, um, and it's, I guess you could say it's, it's star Wars adjacent. Um, but there is this band. I probably mentioned them before, but they're called galactic empire. And they are like a Star Wars themed band. They just take the music from the movies and TV shows and stuff and they redo them. And uh, they signed to a la- new label. They put out a new single a little bit ago, um, which was the Book of Boba Fett, which was a big one. But then just today, which is why they're on my mind, um, they did a Jurassic Park. They did the Jurassic Park theme. Um, and I think they're just they're They're kind of branching from Star Wars because they know there's only so many like big songs you can do. 
So I'm kind of interested just in their career because they might spread to like the John Williams or like the the uh, Steven Spielberg world or something Where can you like hear that. It? And they kind of just branch out. Where what? can you get it or hear it? I mean, you can go to their, their you can search Galactic Empire on like YouTube or whatever, but um, are they going to start I dressing up like Jurassic Park people? Is like their new single. What they was that? They start dressing up like dinosaurs and stuff? Oh, possibly. I mean, I think they'll probably always stick to the thing, but what's really cool about their shows is that they, they do, they're part of the 501st and they're definitely like involved to that level. So when you go to their shows, it really is like Darth Vader and Imperial Guards and Boba Fett up there playing the, the music and all of it is uh Star Wars um you know heavy metal but uh but now they're branching out and I the the song that they did the Jurassic Park theme it just is really cool to hear and then angle and I go yeah yeah that's awesome That is cool. I mean you can't go wrong with John Williams stuff and it'd be cool to hear in that I feel like you would like in that their styling yeah. I dig that. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Um when's that come out or are they just making it now or is it out? Uh I don't know when the album drops off the top of my head but I do know that um uh, the song is out now. If you want to, go oh nice, I'll we'll check one. it out when we get off here. I'll keep my AirPods on so and I don't wake up my family listening too. to heavy metal Jurassic Park at twelve o'clock. <laughs> um, all right, cool. I dig that, Laura, Lacey. What do you got? I think I know. Um, so my chosen one thing was this past week. I was working in my office and I had my baby here with me, um, and she was just kind of crawling around. And it's the thing that every parent goes through where you're like, no, don't go over there. You move her back on the mat. No, don't go over there. You move her back on the mat. So she started crawling and I was just kind of watching her, seeing where she's going. And she crawled over to like all my Star Wars stuff. And she like put her hand up and was like touching the stuff. And I took a picture and I was sharing it in our Discord server with our our patrons just as like kind of like behind the scenes, like look what's going on with me today. Um, and a bunch of people noticed that like the way she was holding her hand, Kylo on the box was doing the same thing back to her. And it just turned into like a funny photo. <laughs> Kylo thing. and Ray, right? Kylo and Ray. Yeah. yeah. So it was just kind of one of those funny things. I was like, oh, she's being cute. And this is super fun. It's Star Wars. So I posted online. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's happening. And just have fun with people. And Star Wars responded. And they were like, she took her first step or crawl into a larger world. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Very cool. It was a fun thing. Yeah. Excellent. That's adorable. I thought it was a cute picture, but then I was really astonished when it was pointed out that they carried, like, you zoomed in and it's like, they are all three, like, reaching out <laughs> to each other. It's pretty incredible. She's Raylo from an early age. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. You start the next generation. <laughs> um, She's going to be really disappointed when she watches the same world today. <laughs> you're like, all right, now this is how we establish expectations. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, very cool. That's adorable. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so mine is, and you, you know, you guys know a little bit about this, but we're going to do a, a live wrap-up show for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, we're going to have this Wednesday our uh, episode live covering part six, and then the following week, assuming they don't surprise us with like a part seven out of nowhere, um, we'll do a season wrap-up show like we like to do, which is usually more of a lighter show and, and we have fun. So, I thought since... There's a lot of things we didn't do based on food we wanted to do in Anaheim, including the pie bets, which I still owe you two smashes in the face. We literally bought the pies and they were in a fridge. In my fridge. (laughs) Gone. We're standing outside of the uh, hotel in the morning at like 3 a.m. And John goes, there's pies in my refrigerator right now. (laughs) (laughs) They were. 
unopened yeah oh man i think i should give more credit to me for not opening them and eating them when i was drunk one night <laughs> um i like pie you with like a quarter of a pie um no but we'll have to do that next time we get together but we also didn't do taco bell eating challenge so i thought mm. we're gonna do a little loosey-goosey fun obi-wan recap episode on june 29th let's each get the family pack box and see in that episode from start to finish who eats the most soft tacos i actually might change oh my, my answer to like i think i might be able to do all of it you said like three or four yeah she said I know. She said three, and I was like, three comes in the combo. That's what they expect. I might change. My, I might. I think I can do all of them. Is it ten? I thought it was twelve. I thought it was twenty. <laughs> no, it's like twelve. I think it's a dozen. Uh, yeah, I Let's don't know what it, it is, but I can guarantee you, I I will. I'm not a pusher. <laughs> like I will not try to to get very. I high. plan on I throwing up until I'm like at the end of the show. I am full. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I'm eating until they're gone because I want to win. No, I'm going to win. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think you'll have to push very hard then to at least beat me. Because I will eat until I'm full and then maybe have a few more oh, bites. Oh, it is 12 tacos. <laughs> yeah. So we all have to get the same ones though. Like it either has to be all soft or all crunchy. We have As long as we all have the same exact thing in front of us. Oh, I thought fair. we were getting the basic, uh, what is it? 12 soft tacos, right? Yeah, all the right. supreme soft taco or just regular. If you guys, I may call can, out of work if anybody listening, <laughs> for all the people that are still listening, can we figure out if it's better to eat flour or corn? Oh, I'm gonna eat the soft tacos that's a good because they yeah the the crunchy ones are hard to eat and they they stab you in the mouth. I'm getting. But you might be able to eat more of them if the flour is like absorb absorbing moisture or something. I don't really know what the science is there oh my god 210 calories per taco oh my god well it's on well, so we're then don't eat anything all day and that's 2000 calories yeah. oh i done. can't do that we're... i'm just gonna eat them <laughs> well either way we're gonna do it so if you're gonna if you're gonna tune in anyway tune in but if you want to see us uh, attempt to eat 36 tacos on our <laughs> episode then we join us soft, you guys just because crunchy will in the, in the episode title, we'll probably say something like Obi Wan Kenobi season recap and overeating tacos or something. Taco. No, Bell. you should just put the Obi Wan Kenobi series recap taco challenge. Taco challenge. Yeah, I was just gonna say <laughs> yeah. Taco, are gonna Bell. Like, taco Bell challenge. We have to get them. Try to get them involved. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So so that's my thing. Um. We're gonna do it, and it's gonna be terrible, but it's gonna be great. It's yeah. gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Passion project. Uh, it's gonna be great. Hey, Bob. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be great. All right. But should I just vomit on camera? I'm like, <laughs> I might. You, you, you never know what's gonna happen. So tune in. Um, James, are you gonna get the diet Baja Blast? No. <laughs> no. It's bad, guys. I mean, it tastes fine, but it makes me so sick. So, James, Baja <laughs> Blast or Toy Darian Swirl? No, it's diet Baja Blast. Oh, you know what? I would take the Toy Darian Swirl. Wow. Well, the Baja Blast makes me sick for like days. I'm dizzy Ooh. for days. I'm like, I'm not putting up with that. I will, I will just drink it and get it done with. Does it say like, you know, there's a, like potential of getting sick from it or something? That sounds dangerous. I'm, I 
I don't know what it is, but I pinpointed it to that because I've gotten sick from the Mountain Dew Zero stuff before, but I was very not well for multiple days after drinking. James, be, do me a favor. Be careful. <laughs> Says the guy who drinks like 12 beers at a softball game. But anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> at like 9 a.m. <laughs> Settle. Settle down now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's late here, uh, breaking the fourth wall. But for the people who stay at the end of the show, this is why you stay for the end of the show. Sometimes the best parts are at the very end. But thank you to everybody for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. We love you. Uh, share the show with a friend. Uh, if you have someone who just got into Star Wars or a family member who likes Star Wars, just do us a favor. Tell them about us. Uh, and that's how we grow. So thank you all very, very much. Uh, make sure you are subscribed on your preferred platforms, whether that's audio, video, what have you. And StarWarsNewsNet.com is the place to go for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. I'll actually be doing my written review of the finale next Wednesday. So look for that on the site. You mean this Wednesday? Yes. Oh, Wednesday. Yeah, this Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, next Wednesday is the tacos. Look for me throwing up. Everybody wonders what just happened to their podcast. <laughs> it was just like, why did it stop playing? Yeah, no, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, this Wednesday, I'll be doing my written review um, as well. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com. And uh, my movie podcast with my buddy Mike called Just Like the Movies, where we talk non-Star Wars movies. And we're doing Jaws next. So look out for that. Uh, Lacey, we'll go with you. James, can I put in a request that on our taco challenge, there's a little counter in the bottom corner Bing. with a Grogu holding up cookies, but instead of cookies, it's tacos. I, I can, I can. That just has a that. little circle on his stomach that has like a counter that's like ding. Oh, we are doing a counter. Look into that. Why not? So how do like who's gonna keep track of that? Well, we'll then just we'd have to have hold three. Up, we'll hold the wrapper up to the camera and we'll say three. I'm gonna try to eat these things in one bite. That's ridiculous. You're in a dirtbag mode it? This is going to be the grossest episode in the history of this podcast. <laughs> but it's going to happen. I might wear a white t-shirt so you can see beef stains on my shirt. Are we are we making it my a contest? Just went down or are we a little just bit. <laughs> Are we making it a contest or is it just we're having fun? No, it's a well, it's always doing... a competition, but it's a light Cuz who what do you get if you win? Tums. But I'm saying it's like another pie. Is it? What is it? What Late, do we do? How about this? Lacey, if you can beat John, he doesn't get to throw a pie. I get to throw the pie. No, I think just scrapping no, the No, I want to reverse it. Like Uno card, reverse it. That's, but that feels like you're winning two competitions. But then he's going to get a double pie. He'll get another pie. Well, I... I guess, but then you still get a pie. I'm getting <laughs> a pie know. anyway. Who cares? We'll think of something. We'll figure uh, it out. All right. I guess. I would I would maybe try to get out of the pie. I'm not signing Okay, up put for in that. the comments but... what you think we should play for. And we won't listen to them, but thank you. <laughs> we won't listen. <laughs> I, I thought it was for the fate of the pie. And we will not a, a, a listen to the them. The pies of Skywalker. Remember that? Yeah. Um. All right. Oh, Here's geez. the deal. We're done. Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, sorry. So, at Lacey Gillerin on Twitter and Instagram. And James. There you go. James. Oh, oh, <laughs> did I not do mine? Twitter and Instagram at <laughs> my oh All right. So, Who's still listening? Right?
pies for the in for the, the six people still listening <laughs> you are the diest of hearts so thank you um but yeah we'll be back with you guys wednesday with a live show talking about the finale of kenobi at least to this point part six um and keep a lookout for that and more uh including if you're a patron uh, a lot of our other exclusive stuff but more importantly than that have a great week and uh, we'll see you next time right here on trb see you around kids